Welcome to the Be Light Podcast, where we discuss letting go of the mess, being the light God calls us to be, and not only being the light, but actually feeling light as we release it all and experience the unsurpassing joy of Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you leave feeling encouraged and a little lighter. Hi, Mom. Hey, Amber. How are you today? I'm doing pretty darn good. It's beautiful, visually speaking, and hot as... (laughs) (laughs) Very hot. (laughs) Yes. It's Texas high. (laughs) It is. It's so hot and sweaty. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, it's hot here today, too. Today's actually Father's Day. I know. In fact, your dad just opened up his gifts for me and I made him tacos and, and, uh, we just had a, he just, he really enjoyed it. Adam's downstairs right now making his father's day dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he has his ways, I guess. And he's a good cook. Not that you aren't, but I guess he has something special in mind. Yeah. He really wanted brats. He wanted like a, like we always get, um, like a German Opa's sandwich when we come and visit y'all. Um, and so he's he's excited about that are you having sauerkraut so, yeah he is he's actually frying potatoes? sauerkraut and doing all that stuff he's not potatoes? potatoes but he did incorporate the applesauce because whenever we go out to eat at this German restaurant they always have applesauce with their food and he loves that so he's, so doing he's that. a you beige meal a beige meal <laughs> yes <laughs> no offense i'm german i love german food but when you do all that it's all beige on your yeah there's not a lot of color no nope, that's <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah um he's doing that but yesterday we did go um rafting on the river and that was a lot of fun it was just a nice way to actually just check out for a little bit and we did it early in the morning thank goodness because by the time we got off it was super hot and all these people oh. were arriving and i felt bad for them but I was glad we went early and we had, we had a great time and ate breakfast, went out for breakfast this morning. And hmm. Oh yeah. What's the temperature there? It's 90. I don't know what it is here. I haven't checked. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's hot. just hot and sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Oh, man. <sighs> so yesterday I shared a quote on Instagram um, from Ronald Reagan and I read it and I just thought, wow, this is, this is so relevant right now. It says all great change in America begins at the dinner table. And I started thinking about all the hurt and unrest across our country right now. And I'm, you know, even before COVID or um, all the rioting, I had to step back from the news. I just couldn't handle it. I knew that I could pray for our leaders. I could pray for our country um, without knowing every single detail. And so I withdrew just because I knew it affected me so much to see it. So with the writing, I hadn't seen a lot. And I turned on the TV one day and I just remember just standing there and watching it and just crying. And I just, you know, just watching the anger and the hurt that so many are feeling and the despair to get to that point, um, to have these riots. And, you know, I just started thinking about how the policemen, they're someone's son and they're someone's husband. And I thought about you know, those facing racism and those who have been hurt or killed and how they are someone's dad and how they're someone's son. And thinking on it like this made it that much more personal. 
And I pray and I ask God, what can I do right now? Because I was sitting there thinking, wow, this is the world that we're leaving our children. And that just really upset me. And not that everything was great when I was growing up either, but I think we do hear a lot more about it now because of social media and because of the narrative the media does spin when we're watching it on TV. And so I just prayed. I said, God, what can we do right now? Show me, Lord, show me what is most important. And immediately I felt God tell me, train them up, train your children up, teach them about me, let them see me through you. They need to be able to know why they believe what they do when they're questioned. And I think that's something that's lacking a lot of the time. Like we just believe because we believe and that's, and that's great. And that, and that <laughs> takes faith and I'm not belittling that. But um, even I feel like more now than ever, we need to know why we believe it. And, and that way we are able, because people are questioning it and they're questioning it out of a place of anger, but they're also questioning it out of a place of, they have a void in them that needs to be filled. So they're asking maybe out of a little bit of anger, but they want to know too, because they're searching. Um, so it's so important <coughs> that we are able to train up our kids in this way. You know, you hit on something that's really a big deal to me. Why? I'm a big question asker. Okay. Yeah. I always want to know why. And it's about things I know I can't understand, like <laughs> multifaceted God. I'm fine with that. But when there needs to be an expert, like when I was growing up, one thing I didn't care for is <laughs> my mother would tell me to do something. And I'd say, why? And I, wanted to know but a lot of times the answer is because i told you so well <clears throat> that didn't really set well with me and i remember thinking when i'm growing up i'm going to always explain why you know and when i was a teacher and i'd have to tell kids the rules of the school and this and that and some of them they didn't really understand and thought were silly and blah 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 but i would really go out of my way to explain why because i figured if they know why even if they didn't agree, knowing why gave them more understanding at least. <clears throat> and it made things so much better. And I think that's really important, Amber. Instead of just telling our children, this is what you need to do because I said so, or blah, 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 or even have that attitude. <clears throat> First of all, you're not establishing a relationship with your children. And, and I wanna get past like children, I mean, how, however old our, our kids are, it doesn't matter how old. Whenever we just have an attitude of, this is the way it is, or when we're talking about the word of God, like you said, and we're just, well, I believe, well, why? Well, you know, because God said so, okay, but it, can you give me more? Like, do you have a relationship with him? Like, what has he done for you? And, you know, when Jesus would do things for people, <clears throat> that is what he used to tell them, go and tell them, what I did for you. Cause remember there wasn't a Bible then that, that wasn't the Bible. And so these people <clears throat> are the beginning of the Bible and we're reading their stories. So all they had to tell was their story, but that is the why it's a big part of our why. And talking to our children, talking to our older children, nieces, nephews at the dinner table, just walking and talking, establish a relationship and discuss the whys. And it becomes personal and you, you get a relationship with that person and that establishes trust. Yeah, yeah. And you know, whenever I was talking to God and 
I, he told me, you know, you need to train up your children. They need to know me and they need to know the why, like what they believe. I had this sudden, like I shifted from like being sad and kind of this mourning feeling of despair to excitement. Um, it was like a charge ran through me thinking about we're suiting up for battle. And that's yes, what this is. Like, and I started thinking, <clears throat> I'm suiting up for battle. Like, this is what it's about. This is what it's about. Glorifying God and showing others God's love um, and serving him. That's what this life's about. We get so stuck in the temporary and what's going on and this and that. And it's, and it's you know, you know, in Ecclesiastes, I was reading the other day. And as we know, it says, nothing is new under the sun. This stuff has been going on forever. So we look at it and we're like, oh my goodness, you know. It's been going on, um, but what is always constant is God. And it made me think about whenever I felt that feeling of just getting excited about suiting up in Ephesians, when they talk about the armor of God. In mm -hmm. Ephesians 6, 12 through 18, I'm going to go ahead and read it. It says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God. So that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. And I mean, I, you know, you can, we'll talk about this maybe on a different podcast, but just breaking that down. But our war is against, it's not against flesh and blood. It's against all the spiritual things going on around us that we get so caught up on what's happening and who said this and who, you know, batted out this stance on that. And what really matters is training ourselves up and being prepared and being alert and being able to, I pray a lot for discernment for God to show me what's really happening here. Give me clarity in seeing this and take my emotions out of it so I can see your truth. And so you know, that's a really hard thing to do sometimes. It really is, but go, go for it, mom. No, I'm sorry. You know, when you said that, <clears throat> The spiritual battle. I watch the news and I see all the anger and unrest. And you know, it's really easy <clears throat> to get angry at them. And it's really easy to get angry at our politicians. And why isn't something being done? But honestly, and even though it's a righteous anger, <clears throat> it is something that we can fall into too. We can become just as angry as them if we're not careful. Now we may not show it in the same ways, which is maybe some things we disapprove of, but the point is, <clears throat> is once we get that anger going in our hearts, Satan's got us. He's diverted our attention from what you just now read. We've forgotten it's a spiritual battle, that these are real people. They are sons and daughters of people. They are people that are in hurting. And you know, <clears throat> they may not have had a family who sat down at the table. They may not have even know who one of their parents are, or they may have had abusive parents or just whatever. <clears throat> and I'm not putting blame on all the parents. That's ridiculous because once people become adults, they do have to make their own decisions. But we do, we are greatly influenced by the way we 
the way the way our home life is. And <clears throat> there's a verse, a couple of verses I'd like to read. Um, be care. This is Deuteronomy 11, starting in 16. Be careful or you'll be enticed to turn away and worship other gods and bow down to them. Then the Lord's anger will burn against you and he will shut the heavens so that it will not rain and the ground will yield no produce and you will soon perish from the good land the Lord is giving you. <clears throat> to me, that's describing what you're talking about. Your childhood is vastly different than mine. I could go out until dark not even tell my mother where I'm going. I mean, I wouldn't just wander off from home or anything, but she, she knew what I was going to do basically, but there was no fear, none whatsoever. And then when you were a child, I mean, I had parameters. I had to know where you were. I had to know all these things because there was so much evil against children and for no reason, except it was pure evil. And now, holy cow, Crime is done in broad daylight, and unless you can catch that person, it's really impossible to get them. And the thing is, our, our, our country is pushing God out. No more prayer in schools and so much other stuff, so much unrest, and <clears throat> so much of the media makes fun of Christians now. And some other media sources edit us or block us and say what we're saying is not not uh they don't accept that and we are being snuffed out our voices are <clears throat> and this is exactly what this verse says we've turned our backs on god and our land is dismantling but then you prayed that prayer amber because you were crying you can see that what was happening visually on television and God told you specifically what to do to arm your children with the word of God. And the rest of this verse goes this way. <clears throat> and, and just real quick. Yes. You know, sometimes you think that by turning off the TV or turning off social media, you're being negligent. You're going to be, you mm -hmm. know, you're going to miss something. You're going to miss out. Um, and I would just like to challenge you maybe even during this week, not you, mom, or maybe you in me, but <laughs> um, to every time where you want to scroll through your feed or look at your news on your phone or, you know, watch the news on TV that you turn it off and pull out your Bible and just start reading his word just for the sake of getting to know him. And every time do that, say a prayer for, for the country, say a prayer for your leader, say a prayer for those that are hurting um, in all these situations. But then just turn to his word and get to know him. And it's, that's not negligent. That is faith. That is putting faith in him above circumstance. Whoa. Okay. When you just now said that, you know, like you said, there's nothing new under the sun. If we look back in the Old Testament, this kind of stuff's been going on forever. Okay. I mean, war after war after war and dissension and lying and cheating and murder and rage and on it goes. <clears throat> but we just get to know more about it because of television and now social media. It's we're bombarded. But what you just now said, yes, there's that insatiable desire. Well, I, I have to know, I have to know. And then <clears throat> you think, well, I have to know because I have to know what to pray for. And I just got this vision of going back 
before television, before radio. You know, the Bible's clear. It says, pray for your leaders. <clears throat> Respect and obey those who are in authority over you. And be at peace with everyone and be peacemakers. Okay? These people, without the kind of resources we have, only knew their immediate environment, or if they had a newspaper, and you know, then that's great if they lived in a town. But other than that, but they, they knew what to pray because the Bible said what to do. God is not limited. I don't have to watch the news to know what's going on. God knows what's going on. God lives in me. His spirit lives in me. So when I just say, Lord, lead me into prayer now. Show me how to pray for our president, our senators, <clears throat> our representatives, our mayors, our governors. Show me how to pray. You know what each one of them needs. I don't. I can only second guess it, even with all the knowledge that I'm given on television. I'm still second guessing. You know each person's heart. You know their family life. You know their inner struggles. You know what makes them tick. <clears throat> you know how to get through to them. And you're calling on me to intercede for them. What an honor and a privilege. I don't have to know everything to let you pray through me. That is such a revelation. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> He'll give you those words and he knows what needs prayer. So, you know, we yeah. don't need to limit God in that way. To go back to what we were saying about, um, you know, what God told you about raising your children and get them ready to go and all that. Well, <clears throat> Deuteronomy eleven, eighteen says, fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Excuse me. <clears throat> Teach them to your children, talking about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Bottom line is, it's not, let's pray at night, which is nothing wrong with that. Let's pray at grace. Nothing wrong with that. We should do that. But it should, it should be an all-day activity, the, what we're doing right now. <clears throat> You're just talking to God. And when something's on your heart, you teach your children, let's, just, let's talk to God about it right now. You, you relay scripture to them. Part of your natural conversation is about God and his word and his solutions and prayer. And it's just really natural. And once again, you do that just like what I was talking about before. You, you tell people why you are the way you are, why you say the things you do. You're developing relationship and trust. You do that with God and you're showing your children he's real. I do talk to him. Oh, he talks back. And I've got a relationship with God that I trust. It's not just a book in the Bible. There's trust. And you're showing them how to build the trust. And you are a role model to do that. And again, I don't care how old we are, how old our kids are, and friends and everybody. We can always be that light. And it's as easy as talking about God like we're doing right now. It's that simple. It's not complicated. No. And just to break it down a little bit more, um, just to share some different practical ways that you can do this. So, you know, you could be in a household where you and your spouse are still together. Some of you I know that are listening are single um, and raising your kids. 
So you have a lot of different dynamics there. But I think, you know, one thing that we've learned during this whole quarantine time and everything is just to slow it down and to be together. And just the benefits we've seen from doing that, just slowing it down, having dinner together, playing games together, just being together. That's huge. Also, being around a strong body of believers that your kids see that that's important to you. Um, so mm. whenever they get older, that's going to be important to them, too. They're going to think, oh, mom or dad, you know, we went to church. They were in a group. They had Christian friends that and they encouraged one another, one another and held each other accountable. And they're going to seek out those same types of friends a lot of times when they get older because they saw it in you. And then also showing and teaching our kids the word. So it's showing them how to do it. Um, so it's one thing, you know, reading to them, reading together. That's awesome. Also showing them as they get older how to study the word, different ways of doing that. And maybe that's something that you're not familiar with either. Um, and we'll touch base on that on another podcast as well, different ways to study the word. Um, also allowing your kids to know life is hard, but just reiterating that Jesus has already overcome it all. And we can do all things, not on our own, but through Christ who has strengthened us. And that's something that I am constantly having to remind myself of. I'm thinking I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's not through my power, but it's through his. And that takes off a lot of pressure because sometimes you have those days you're like, I just cannot do this. Like, this is overwhelming. I mean, I've definitely had those times during the last few months where I think I cannot do this. And that is okay. It's okay because through his strength, we are able to do it once we start letting go of our fears, letting go of the circumstance, whatever's going on and trusting in him first. And then also spending time together in prayer and seeking ways to love those around us. So, you know, you do, you know, a lot of us pray at night with our kids, but also just praying throughout the day, the little prayers, the little shout outs, the big prayers, the ones that are more intentional as well, all of it. Just sitting down even with your kids and saying, <coughs> who would you like to pray for? Or what kind of things are going on in your heart that you want to grow in or you want to grow closer to God in? Asking them to really evaluate that in themselves and, and opening up that dialogue, too, with your kids so they're opening up to you. And then also one of the last things um, that I wrote down was opening up your kids' eyes to other cultures, um, even through books. So your kids may be really little. Right now, traveling mm -hmm. is really strange. Maybe the financial aspect's not there for you, whatever it is. But I came across a book recently. It's called Give Your Child the World, um, Raising Globally-Minded Kids One Book at a Time by Jamie C. Martin. And in the book, she outlines different books that you can use or children's books, chapter books, all kinds of different books that you can check out and read with your kids. And it gives them more of a um, global perspective um, of different cultures. So because you may live in a community where there's only, you know, <laughs> the same ethnicity or the same type of culture, or maybe all you you know, you're constantly surrounded by your church friends and you don't get out a lot and you don't see and that's that's good. It's really good. But it's so important, too, that we do open up our minds and our hearts to other people and other cultures and different walks of life. So we're not closing off those people because God wants us to love others. And that includes everyone. So um, just being able to step outside of our own world and see into someone else's. I completely agree with that. And, <clears throat> you know, when you're just out and about too, model, be a model of generosity and kindness to your children 
and to whoever you're with. And just simple things like when someone's ringing you up in the store, engage them in conversation about them. Ask them how their day's going, compliment them on something they're wearing, you know, just whatever. And when you pass people, uh, you know, just walking through the stores, whatever, just smile. And that's a modeling. You are, you are connecting. You are bringing people together. You're, you're showing people that you, that you care, that you notice them. And I think that's a big part of it. You know, <clears throat> I know we're talking about raising our children, but again, that modeling is huge. And, um, but also it helps really stop the divide. I heard that on a, a podcast, um, someone was talking about what we're discussing about the divisions in the world and stuff. <clears throat> and he said, you know, prove them wrong. When you see someone of a different, different ethnicity than you, or you feel like a little judgment's coming on, maybe they look richer than you or poorer than you or whatever, you know, break out of that and engage, smile at them, say hello. So, you know, bring, bring together people and close that divide. And if, just imagine if we all did that. I mean, and it's simple, it's not hard. Yeah, it's simple. I even made me kind of laugh when you started saying that because uh, recently at Mother's Day, one of my, one of the girls wrote in one of my cards, like they were writing some nice stuff about me, but one of the things they wrote were, um, <laughs> they were like, even the people in the drive-thru like mom. I was like, oh, I don't know if that says a lot about how much I'm going through the drive-thru or, <laughs> I was like, that was in the card. <laughs> But it was just funny because like they're sitting in the back seat and they're apparently listening on how I'm speaking to the person at the drive-through and how they talk back to me. Like they're like just sitting, I have to, you know, I'm thinking they're just sitting back there talking or playing with their dolls or whatever they're doing and they're not paying attention, but they're picking up on all that and they're picking up on my tone and if I'm frustrated and if I smile at that person or if I don't, like they are like little sponges picking it all up with everything I do. To me, all of this brings back to the point of, you know, everything, a lot of the healing that we need in our country can actually start where you are right now at your home with your kids. And, you know, it says it begins, Ronald Reagan said it begins at the dinner table. You know, growing up, we didn't do the traditional, like sitting at the dinner table. Like most of the time we were, we like, sat at the sitting, coffee table, we sat at the coffee table and watched you know, the Ranger, Texas Rangers play baseball, or we, you know, we're watching some old show or something. Um, but like, I think it's just the point of family being together, understanding each other, talking to your kids, having that open communication and pointing them to Christ. Well, and something else too, we didn't just watch TV. We engaged a lot. We would discuss together what we were watching. We'd laugh about it. We talk a lot during the yeah. shows. Mm -hmm. And that was our bonding. That was our downtime. That was our... And it stimulated actually a lot of conversation. It wasn't like, be quiet, I'm trying to listen. It was like, let's talk over the show the whole time. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> and there's something else too that I think is very critical about it's being in the home. We can do this with our children and with our spouses and roommates. <clears throat> the thing is, look for the good, okay? Look for the good in your children. Look for the good in the people you live with. Find it and speak it. It's so important. A big part of hurt in people 
and rage is they feel horribly misunderstood. That's a big part of it. <clears throat> Maybe they never felt loved. Maybe they do feel injustice in the world and they feel a very righteous injustice, but it comes out in extreme anger. But you point out the good in people and it starts in the home. When you're disciplining your children, don't just tell them what to do and then give them their punishment. Again, tell them why. Tell them you love them. And always pepper it with, or salt it, because we're the salt of the earth. Salt it with, you know, Johnny, um, I love you very much. And um, I think you've got a great spirit. But today when you did this and this and this, that was not good. Do you know why? And oftentimes let them tell you why. Engage, dialogue again. And then even that's when you can bring in scripture. But then you say, well, but you say, but again, I believe in you. I trust you. I know that you'll do better because here's the good stuff I've seen about you. This is why I know you're going to do better. I'm telling you, people need to know they're loved unconditionally. They need to know that they're not going to lose your love because they think they failed you. Mm -hmm. That is so important. And that is really preaching the word through action. It's unconditional love. It's forgiven seven times 70. It's disciplining in love and teaching respect, dialogue, and relationship. That is what it's all about. But I really think that's a huge part of great communication. When someone believes in you and, you, and they, they, they will come to you more. When they know that you're not just going to attack them, they're going to want to come to you more. They're going to want to tell you more. They're going to trust you more. And there's that relationship. There's that trust. And then you always refer back to, and this is how Jesus is with us. He loves us all the time. He's always there to listen. He doesn't give up. He's not a quitter. Right. Very good. Sorry. Do you hear the storms? I don't know how loud that is. It just started storming here like crazy. Oh no, but it sounds wonderful. So you've got your 90 degree weather and here come the storms. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. Wow. No, I don't hear it, but I wish I did. I'd love to be there. Right <laughs> well, everyone, we are going to be praying over each of you this week, all our listeners, um, just all the crazy that's going on, but just, you know, encouraging you to remember that Jesus is in control and he's got a plan and our ultimate mission is just to love him and to love others so we thank you so much for joining us today mom would you like to close this in prayer sure lord i thank you that you truly are in control it may not look like it but we don't see everything we don't see the hearts of individuals involved we don't know what's playing out in families and in the unrest in our country we don't but you do. And bottom line, Lord, your ultimate goal is to bring people to you. That's what it's all about. And so, Lord, what looks really hard on the surface, you're softening the hardness. You're softening the hardness of hearts. And God, work in each and every single one of us to bring about your love and your softening in our own families, your own understanding, your relationship and trust. Give us the divine wisdom to be able to see our children and our families and our friends through your eyes, your understanding, your perspective, and show us, God, how to let your love shine through us. 
Thank you, God. And thank you, God, for Amber. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Mom. Sure. <laughs> okay, <No problem>. guys. <laughs> I hope everyone has a great week this week. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and awesome news, real quick. My computer should be returned tomorrow. So well, <laughs> a little bit better editing, and I'm just thankful to have it back. So thanks yeah, for Apple stores are now open. Oh, good. Alrighty. Love you, Mom. Have a great week. Okay. Y'all be light. Be light. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on the Be Light Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook as we post scripture and encouragement along with fun homeschooling tips, photography, fitness and nutrition ideas, along with great books to read really anything and everything that can help you feel a little lighter. This week's memory verse is, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Ephesians 6, 12-13 This week's challenge is for you to find specific ways to bring God, His Word, and prayer into your home. Write down the ways in which you are already doing this and pray over them. Ask God where you can do this more and ask Him how you can best minister to each of your children. After all, He created them and He knows their hearts and minds better than anyone else. Have a good week and be light!